Hey you guys, are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend hit him. I'm from. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Happy Monday. It's episode number 96 of the Ron and Don Show. We're actually taping this on a Monday. Usually we do it Sunday and then release it on Monday, but we're actually uh, recording today on Monday because there's so much news going on in episode 96, so uh, we wanted to get to it. A little bit later, I'm going to tell you why myself and my son, we start training camp. Uh, today oh nice at the o'neill house training camp is starting over here and i'll tell you why is your, your son going pro at age 10 it has something to do with tom brady in 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 florida because you know he got traded now or released he signed up but he's going to play in tampa Tampa Buccaneer. Uh, he was caught in a park doing something uh and people are pretty upset about it the mayor has responded she's sending tweets his way he's tweeting back so uh, we'll get into that. And then also, you and I were just talking, Ron, what is it going to be like as we watch the NFL draft over the weekend? Uh, and I was fascinated by it. I love seeing Jerry Jones on his yacht uh, making decisions <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. And I loved seeing the inside of the – it, it was like being on a Zoom call uh, for three days because you got to see inside everybody's house. And Mike Zimmer, for instance, uh, if, if – if for some reason there's an animal that's missing in your yard today and you happen to be a Minnesota Viking fan and you live in Minnesota, chances are the head of that dead animal could be a raccoon, could be your dog, your kitten. It is on. It is somewhere uh, hanging on Mike Zimmer, uh, Zimmer's wall. I don't know if you saw that or not, uh, but wow, he had a lot of dead things. Uh, that were hanging, <laughs> and as a result of that, uh, he's getting a lot of flack for that this morning. So before we get to that, let's get to this. Uh, we're on kind of a local story in the Seattle Times this morning. Talked about some people uh, thinking about banding together, and this month, as April, uh, as, as we end April, we head towards May 1st, uh, the thought is, you know what, maybe, if we don't start getting our stimulus money from the government, uh, maybe we will go on a rent strike here in Seattle, and that is beginning to create a lot of steam and a lot of talk. What are your thoughts on that? Boy, I, I am really, this is a very complicated set of emotions for me because on the one hand, I, I've been on all sides of this equation, and I there have been times in my life when I needed help from the government, legit, like after Katrina happened, where I did not get any stimulus at all. I didn't get any help. I didn't get unemployment. And in fact, this last year when we uh, no longer were working for uh, the, the radio station, I actually looked into unemployment and started the application process, got zero help from the government. So it's just uh, when I actually needed it, I was out of work and my birth mother had just died and I was going through a rough patch. And so I looked into the unemployment and so there was nothing there for me. Uh, same thing when... Uh, Katrina happened just they just said hey you, you look like you're doing pretty good like you no, no help for you so I've been on that side of it where uh, it would have been really helpful after all the years of paying into the system to be able to get something out of the system um, and when I look at these class of workers I, I had just recently stopped in uh, yesterday I went to a Bartels uh, and I went and there's a it was a local coffee shop open, not a big name brand, but a local one. And there were two women in there 
that it was takeaway only. So you could get a scone and a hot cup of coffee. And uh, the women at, uh, they were all women, by the way, that were working uh, behind the little plexiglass shields at Bartels. And for those folks, when you just, if you look at the e economics of life in America, most Americans do not have a savings account. Most Americans do not have a retirement account. I, I know that if you're white collar and you are a programmer and you work in Seattle and you've got assets and you've got 401k plans and you have savings, that that's sort of the group you run in. But if you just look at the sheer mass, most people don't have that. When you look at the restaurant workers, the servers, the baristas, the support staff, like all of the infrastructure people that work in Seattle so that I can go and, and get takeout food at the taco shop, those folks, if they are not working, they don't get paid. And I'm sorry, but a $1,200 stimulus check, that doesn't even get you a, 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 an apartment in Seattle. You can't, you can't rent something in the city of Seattle or even some of the Kirkland. You can't rent a, a place in Bellevue. Most places for, for one month's rent would be $1,200. So I get the urge to go, hey, it's not that I don't want to work. I am being instructed by my governor to not leave the house. I cannot work, so I don't have the money to pay. But then as you flip that coin over, you have a lot of folks whose biggest investment is a piece of rental property, and they are expected to pay that note, and they may not have a cushion to pick that up. So this is an unprecedented situation. I think it's different than someone that's just like, oh, I'm just... I just don't want to get evicted. Like some of the the tenant rights movements, uh, I think, have gone too far. But in this instance, it's hard to, to argue against someone that's like, I am willing to work. I, I was texting with my hairdresser friend yesterday because I was like, dude, are you, are you doing black market haircuts? Because I could really use a haircut. He's like, nope. Uh, it's, he's willing to work. He wants to work. He wants to cut hair. He can't cut any hair. That's his skill set. That's what he went to school for. That's what he knows how to do. That's what he has all the gear for. He, he cannot cut hair right now. So I, I really feel for folks like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a gentleman that has done some work for us in housing, uh, and he has construction crews. And their construction crews are not allowed to work uh, with, the, with the particular kind of construction that they do. And I said, well, when do you think you'll be able to work? He said he didn't know. And I said, well, what are you doing in the meantime? Because you know what? I'm sitting at home. Uh, and the reason that I'm sitting at home is I don't want to get turned in. If I get turned in and I get in trouble, and let's say that you had to go to court, good luck going to court, good luck getting someone on the phone, getting, good luck getting someone to understand uh, what you were doing and why you were doing it. And he said, the best thing for me is just to stand down. Uh, and as far as workers go, a lot of those workers and a lot of these smaller companies, they've lined up for unemployment and they've also lined up for aid, right? So I was talking to um, uh, a gentleman that has a, a he's, he's basically a plumber here uh, in the city of Seattle. And uh, as far as trying to save his plumbing business, um, he got all the paperwork in, but they're like, hey, you know, we're out of money. And then we're finding out this morning they've made a second deposit now. So hopefully 
uh, he'll be able to hang on to his plumbing business and get back to working and, and, and take care of his guys and his crews because they have rents and mortgages and all that that they have to pay too. I think the difficulty here is in the, the state of Washington, uh, and I would just encourage people as a landlord, uh, get on the phone and talk to your landlord. Get on the phone and talk to the management company that you're dealing with and have a conversation. Uh, I always appreciate when people have a conversation with me and they just, uh, and they have a conversation with me and they haven't decided that they're just not going to pay and then not tell you about it. So get on the phone, have a conversation. Number one, I think that's real important. And then also as far as redirecting some of their stimulus money, I hope they redirect it to the right people and the right businesses because now we're finding out that big business got a lot of money that was meant for small business, right? And I would say this too about the state of Washington. We're waking up this. Go ahead. Can I interject right there? I know a lot of people like the Shake Shacks of the world are getting a lot of heat right now. I do not blame any business if the government puts out a program and says these are the qualifications and you apply for it and you get it, I don't blame any business that does that because the amount of taxes you have to pay and the amount of paperwork you have to do and the amount of stuff that the state and the feds put you through day in and day out as a business owner where probably a quarter of your time is shuffling paperwork for the government. If you apply and they give you the money, good for you. I don't care if you're Shake Shack or whoever, like that's on the government. Like that, that's not on you for applying. If you said, I think I qualify for program X, I'm going to apply. And then it's up to the government to go, no, Shake Shack, you're, you don't qualify for this program. We're not giving you the money. It's not on the applicant. You know, I can apply for any job I want to. It's up to the, the company to go, we're sorry, you don't meet our qualifications. So I don't like this dogpiling mentality on these businesses. They just were like, holy crap. This is unprecedented. We want to take care of our people. I'm going to at least apply. Like, it'd be, it would be derelict duty if I'm a manager of this company and there was a program available to our company and I didn't even apply. So they applied. Who knows why they got approved? But I don't think we should, we should uh, you know, tar and feather the companies. Oh, they just applied. Like, no. it's, it's not on them, I don't yeah. think. Well, let's do this. We come back. First and foremost, again, if, if you're in a situation and you're thinking about uh, going on a rental strike, I would just encourage you to begin to have conversations because, as Ron said, uh, there are people out there like me that are responsible for multiple mortgages. And I can take a hit when it comes to rental income. I've taken a huge hit on my Airbnb business. And so you pivot, you put money away for a rainy day, and you're prepared for those things. Uh, but um, I, I, I had a conversation with one of my tenants over the weekend who needed some help, and we were able to figure something out between ourselves uh, so they don't have to go stand in a long government line uh, for money they may not get anyway. So we come back. Let's talk about this. There's, there's a number of states today that are saying this week, this is the week uh, that we're going to begin to open up. But then you look around the world in a place like Vietnam that I was reading about this morning. Do you know in Vietnam, ha they haven't had one death. Hasn't been one death due to COVID-19 in Vietnam. I'll tell you why next, right here. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Are you ready for a Ron and Don sit-down? Email the guys at ron at windermere.com. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode number 96. Don't forget, everything is at ronanddon.com. And we are licensed brokers with Windermere. And guess what? Real estate is an essential business, the state of Washington has said. And so we are buying, selling. In fact, we're meeting with some of our colleagues on a Zoom call this morning at 10 o'clock. And business is good, you guys. Business is good. And real estate is a good place uh, to possibly park some money right now. Or if you just want to park it in cash, I don't think people blame you for that either. So anyway, you can reach out to Ron, Ron at Windermere.com. I'm Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. We do something called the Ron and Don sit down, and we're doing that on Zoom calls now. We talk about buying, selling, investing, or maybe just some of the fears that you're facing right now. Let's do it together. Just write Ron, Ron at Windermere.com. Georgia getting a lot of heat this morning because a lot of people feel that the governor there is making a political move and he's opening up the state too soon. So you'll see pictures coming out of Georgia today, uh, people getting their hair cut or nails getting done at a nail salon. I saw uh, one gentleman who opened up his barbershop over the weekend. It's a big barbershop. Typically, as he has 200 customers a day that stop by his barbershop. And over the weekend, uh, he only had 30. Uh, everybody sitting in the, in the chair had to wear a mask. He had a mask on. Uh, he had a protection shield on. He, he basically looked like some of the healthcare workers that we see fighting COVID-19, but yet someone is sitting there in his barber chair, and he has to be nervous about it. You know that gentleman sitting in the chair has to be nervous about it because we're beginning to now hear the stories of people that survived COVID-19. I read stories today about a six-year-old and a 95-year-old. And as we begin to hear these stories, it kind of scares the hell out of you all over again because the stories are mind-boggling when this particular disease gets down in your lungs and what it can do. Uh, And it can actually scar your lungs for a lifetime. So At At the same time, you're the poster child for trying to cut your own hair. Yeah, I mean, that's that true. is a skill set that is very different. You could get multiple mirrors set up uh, <laughs> where when you're moving the comb, it's sort of in yeah. the same direction. I mean, if you that's just right. do it straight into the mirror, it's yeah. a disaster. And you got that's the right. clippers, one slip of the clipper, and you're going vanilla ice back yeah. in the day, and you got lines in the side of your head. I mean, yeah. let's not front. Like, that is not an easy task to do yeah. your own haircut. Well, and, and, and so to bring this back around, uh, there are other states now that said, we're going to start opening up here. Uh, Georgia said we flatten the curve. We have PPE. We have room in our uh, hospitals and our ICUs. So we're going to open up. You saw some beaches that were opened up, even in California over the weekend. And you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think there was an epidemic or a pandemic or anything going on with COVID-19 from some of the pictures that we saw of beachgoers over the weekend. Here in Washington State, we've connected ourselves to Oregon and Gavin Newsom down in California. And so far, Ron, n- there's, there's really no clear direction from these three governors on the left coast about what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. At least in some of the other states, they have put their heart on the line by saying, we're going to try this, 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 and this. We're going to have 10 phases, four phases, two phases. We're going to have a phase, whatever it is. Here in Washington State, going back to unemployment, it has to drive you a little nuts if you're sitting at home, you've been told to sit at home, 
you're not going to get a stimulus check. Someone like me doesn't get a stimulus check. So I need to go out and work to take care of my son and my family and my dog and everything else. Uh, the question is, though, at what price? What price are we willing to pay? Vietnam early on, who shares a border with China, said, you know what? We're going to shut it all down. They started shutting things down in January. In January, they started shutting things down. Guess what? It's still all shut down. The plans to reopen, there's not a plan to reopen. The plan is to keep everyone alive. And right now, not one person in Vietnam, Ron, has died of COVID-19. What do you think of some of these governors out there that are at least putting a plan on the table? At least in Georgia, they put a plan on the table and said, we're going to try this. Governor Inslee and, and Governor Newsom seem to keep their cards close to the vest, and uh, they're not sharing much with us right now. Well, I mean, there's a huge experiment happening in Washington right now. You have 27,000 Boeing workers that are trying to go back into factories and build airplanes. That, that, that is an experiment that uh, many people around the world are looking at to see, well, how is that going to work? So we, we, it's interesting because, and we talked about this in, a, in an earlier episode, there is a hypocrisy right now into what's open and what's not, what's essential and what's not. You, you, we joked about it when we were down in Puyallup meeting with a client. Bikini baristas are essential, but hairstylists is not essential. Grocery uh, workers at a 7-Eleven, so you can, uh, or a liquor store, pot shop, essential, uh, and then some other jobs like a plumber or a guy doing, you know, doing a roofing job, or maybe roofing is a different, but like plumbers or kitchen remodel, not essential. So, I mean, I, I think that confusion and the lack of clear leadership is debilitating to folks. Uh, it, it's it's very confusing to drive by and go, wait a second, the bikini barista stand is open and and I can't go to work. Like, how does that square? Why why is that the a bikini barista coffee stand an essential business, and yet the thing that I do is not essential? Um, it, it's very very weird. And so I get the cabin fever is setting in, and we are seeing more and more and more people go out. Oh yeah. Um, and do things. I saw people playing tennis. People are walking their dog. Uh, you know trying some people are socially distant some don't some people are going into stores with masks some aren't like I, i'm getting fatigue now in terms of like how outraged i should be when it's like dude you're just walking through the grocery store with no mask on like what's your deal um it's it's i, I catch myself because uh, it just seems obvious that i have a couple masks in the car when you get out and go in somewhere uh you do it i don't blame these governors because if you are Republican and you are looking to the national leadership of the Republican Party, what do you believe? What don't you believe? Like, should you inject yourself with disinfectant? Is there an ultraviolet light that we can shine into your lungs that kills this virus? What do you believe? Like, you're getting messaging all over the map. Sometimes in the same press conference, you'll get three different versions. And so... If you have constituents that voted for you that are Republican and your phone and your email is going off the hook every day saying, hey, I heard this from the president or I heard this out of the White House. Why aren't you doing anything? I'm not going to vote for you this year if you don't follow what I heard. You know, if you're getting that in mass, you feel pressure to do something. Yeah, the, the that's been very difficult. And, and I have... I have been pleasantly surprised 
by the way, some of the governors on both sides of the aisle have, have shown leadership. Uh, and then you look at someone like Dr. Fauci, they, they were having a press conference about this every day. The only person that wasn't coming to the pre-press conference was the president. I don't pick on him much, but we, got, we have to talk about this here. Because Dr. Fauci kind of became the voice, became the face. He had joked that Brad Pitt should pay him on, play him on SNL. And for the second time this week, uh, he did exactly that. What we saw in these press conferences last week, though, is we saw him disappear. There were seven press conferences, and he was allowed to speak at one of those press conferences. You're talking about Fauci or Brad Pitt? I'm, I'm talking about Fauci, uh, Dr. Fauci. So this week, uh, as we begin to see states kind of open up here, I think it's very, very important to get direction from him. Uh, now it is switched over uh, to Deborah Fink, so they're they're focused on her now. Uh, so she's able to share a couple things. Hey, can we but, just say, side note, Deborah Bricks has the greatest scarf collection of anyone on the planet. It's she, a fantastic. She does. And then the president joked over the weekend, and I don't know if this was a joke, that uh, he was no longer possibly going to do these press conferences. And the reason he wasn't going to do them uh, is because they got really high TV ratings, all these news channels, and then they were sending out fake news. The reason they believed he was doing the press conferences is it gave him an opportunity, a free opportunity to stand in front of television cameras, grandstand a little bit, and connect with his base. And then that blew up over the Lysol uh, disaster, which he now says uh, he was joking about injecting yourself with Lysol too. Uh, there will be somebody in this country is going to do what he said to do. Because uh, we've seen some of the other things where he, he pretended to practice medicine, encouraged people to take some other types of drugs, and they went out and they did that. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, some people face some real medical issues right now. And then there's other people that need those drugs that can't get those drugs uh, for the disease that they're currently fighting because uh, people have gone out and, and just hoarded everything. So I, I think here in Washington, I would love to see more of a direction, though, from Governor Jay Inslee and just say, this, this is what we're going to do in our first phase, in our second, in our third, and our fourth. Uh, at least start talking to us about that. Because, Ron, I think people need that right now. And they need the truth, I think, I, but they also need some hope. You need the truth, but you need some hope. And if you're a small business owner out there right now, uh, you're probably feeling like you're not experiencing either. No, I, I totally agree with you. And the other thing that makes this super fuzzy is everybody's on different timelines. Washington State had the first case in America. We're on a different timeline than South Dakota. You know, we're on a different timeline than Wyoming or, or New York. So, like, and then when you did your social distancing and how hard you clamped down makes your timelines all different. So it's, it's, it's very difficult. I, I totally agree with you. And Brad Pitt did do a pretty good job uh, on his sketch to be able to do that from his house on a, on a week's notice. So it's, it's, it's a mess in a lot of ways. Well, we are seeing how truly talented the truly talented are is, is what we are saying. Cause who would think that you could pull off Saturday night live without a studio audience and everyone's going to be at their house. How, I mean, would you, how would you pull that off? And they're doing it. You're pulling off the Ron and Don show from your son's school distance learning computer. 
I mean, you're the Brad Pitt of local podcasting right now. Yeah, what's funny is everyone knows when you're in a Zoom room, your name comes up. So my son uses my computer because it's a bigger computer than his and, and he can just he can see everything better on it. It's a bigger screen. And so sometimes I pop into these Zoom rooms or we sit down to do a run and on sit down. And you think you're sitting down with uh, Don O'Neill, but you're actually sitting down with Gunnar O'Neill. At least that's what it says on the in the computer room. So anyway, don't go anywhere. Hey, coming up, we're going to go into training over here at my house this week. And uh, we, we just want to be the goat. Like Tom Brady is the goat. We found out over the weekend. What was he doing at a park? He got in a bunch of trouble for We'll talk about it next. It's the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don radio network. You're listening to the Ron and Don show to the Ron and Don show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right. Hey, you guys, welcome back. It's episode 96 of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studios this week. Um, and don't forget, don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you have some questions about real estate and your real estate journey, real estate is an essential business. We're doing Ron and Don sit-downs. We're just doing those online, and uh, we'd love to sit down with you. All you have to do is go to ronanddon.com, and uh, you can send us a note. You can also write to Ron directly, Ron at Windermere. Dot com and we'll get you set up for a run and on sit down. Did you see what happened to Tom Brady uh, over the weekend? Uh, for those that don't know, Tom Brady, who's with the New England Patriots, is now going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Rob Gronkowski has now stopped selling CBD oil, I guess. He's coming out of retirement. He's back up to 280 pounds, and he said he's going to play with Tom Brady, who they if say the, is, if Tampa Bay will trade him, he's trying to do what Marshawn Lynch did with the Seahawks to Oakland. Yeah, yes, he has to go back hat in hand to Robert Kraft and say, "I want to unretire. I want to play for Tom." But in order to do that, you need to to basically, I'll, I need to kiss the ring and have you trade me to Tampa Bay. But that would be insane if that team came back together. I think that happened. I think I think I think is Rob it, Gronkowski is signed with Tampa Bay. I could be wrong. Did he sign? Okay, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it could be. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that wrinkle, though, that you just shared. I didn't know that that wrinkle was holding. Anyway, Tom Brady, who they call the GOAT, and Ron, you said the GOAT is what? Greatest of all time. Michael Greatest. Jordan's the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. So, yeah, there's a the whole thing on this. He was just in, in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady was, working out at a park because he's not allowed, I guess, to go work out at the facility. So he's working out at the park, and evidently, somebody got real upset about this, and they called the authorities. The authorities showed up, and Tom Brady was asked to leave the park. The goat was in the park. The mayor of Tampa now has come out, and she's apologized for the way that they have welcomed Tom Brady. And uh, she did recognize him as the goat. She said, we do know that the goat was in one of our local parks. And we're sorry about the way that uh, we embraced you. Uh, and she apologized. And evidently, uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, is now allowed to go back in parks and, uh, <laughs> and cool. prepare to play football. We saw the draft over the weekend. Uh, and to your point, Ron, what is football going to look like? What it look like soccer looks in Germany? Uh, they have, in Germany now, they have begun to practice one of the first professional sports franchises around the world they've begun to practice soccer in germany the way they practice though is they there's only a couple 
couple soccer players allowed in the bathroom at one time. You're not allowed to take a shower in the bathroom. You're not allowed to shave in the bathroom. Uh, you're not allowed to eat at the facilities. And these, these are professional pro soccer, soccer players. When you leave, you're handed a, a brown paper bag, and that's handed to you by the chef, the team chef. Uh, so that's your, your dinner, your food, whatever it is for the day. So he gets you handled that way. And then when they're out practicing, they have to socially distance themselves. So they're able to do some drills, but they're not able to play real, true soccer. And they say, you know what? This may just be the roadmap for a little while. We may have to play the game of soccer differently. And they said they're already prepared. Uh, this will be a TV event. Uh, they're prepared to play without fans. They say when they've done that before, uh, you feed off the energy of, of those fans. And when you don't have those fans there, you don't get that adrenaline. And they said, even when you go into another stadium, even if that stadium you feel like is against you, then it's your team against the stadium, against the other team, you feed off that adrenaline too. So as we look at sports, as we look at Tom Brady in a park, he's getting ready. Germany's getting ready to play soccer. Uh, but Ron, right around the corner, we love our football and you don't hear a lot of colleges or the NFL really addressing what games are going to look like uh, as we head into the fall. That's because there's probably not any games right now. If you can't field a PGA event where golfers are literally six feet apart almost all the time, if you can't field a PGA Tour event right now uh, and just have no fans, how are you going to field an NFL game? You can't do a baseball game right now where there's way less contact than in a, in a football game. There's still slides, and you could collide. Like, you see, you know, some contact in baseball. But, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is 200 yards away from, from Jay Buhner uh, back in the – if I can do a reference from 20 years ago. Um, so, NFL, every player collides with multiple people on every play. So, uh, how is that going to work? And then – I w I've been to dozens and dozens of NFL games in different stadiums, and you've been to more than I have. I'm not going to an NFL game right now. People are <laughs> yahoos when it's perfect timing. And, yeah. and like, I'm not going right now. Is everyone going to wear a mask? Are they going to have Seahawks-branded PPE suits so you can go to a game? Like, what are we talking about? It was crazy to me that the NFL kind of quasi normally did a draft. Yeah. My sister's texting me every five minutes every time a, a Miami hurricane ended up with the Seahawks because she's got a kid at Miami. Um, uh, wh what are we talking about? Like, how are you even going to practice? How are you going to – like, you can't just throw out a ball and you everybody knows the plays in September. Like, they, they need to start doing practices now. You know, you would have – Tom Brady and Gronkowski watching film, installing an offense, doing all that stuff, working out at the facility. You're getting your timing down with a, a whole new crew of guys. Like I, I just, I don't see a scenario if if the if Major League Baseball, in the NBA and hockey, who who are not doing their playoffs, if if they can't figure out how to do this, I, there there's no way that I think in in a matter of months that you're going to have the NFL completely revamp and be able to host a season this year. So your point is Tom Brady being traded to the Bucks. we may never see him play as a Buck. 
I don't – I mean, I think the NFL is going to come back. This may be a lost season for sports. Like, like the NCAA March Madness tournament just didn't happen. That is a multi-billion dollar event. The Olympics is not happening. Tokyo that has spent billions of dollars to prep their city and build stadiums and build subway lines and all the infrastructure projects you have to do uh, to host an Olympics and not to mention the rights fees, the NBC that has spent billion, like they just canceled it. They're not letting people get into pools and swim where you're literally six feet away from every other competitor. Gymnastics, where you could have one person on an apparatus at a time and they completely disinfect it in between each athlete. They're not performing. Track and field, where you could run races and have people uh, a lane apart. They're not. So I, I don't get how the NFL is going to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. and I think, and I think in, in the way that you put that in a synopsis, that was, that was brilliant. I, I, I think of a picture, and I think the picture I'll always remember, uh, and I looked at it early this morning before we jumped on last night before I went to bed, is just two kids in Italy on tricycles, uh, a little boy, a little girl. And they had been locked away in their parents' home and not allowed to come out of that home uh, for going on seven weeks. And kids under 14 were allowed out of homes for the first time yesterday. Think about, think about the virus in Italy. Uh, from China, I don't think we get real information. So I think looking at China and the way they've handled this, I, I think that's a bit of a lost cause. But as we look to Italy and how stringent they were on the shelter in place, and I see people uh, you know, at home with their guitar, I've done this a few times myself. You're singing quarantine songs and all that. But then people are jumping in their cars and driving around to uh, drive around someone's block and go to a birthday party. Or you're heading into the Home Depot or you're heading into the grocery store. Ron, you just talked about going to get a hot cup of coffee and a scone. Uh, in other words, we're quarantined until we don't want to be quarantined. Our quarantine and our shelter in place here is a joke compared to other countries when you look at what Italy did, when you look at what Germany did. I talked about Vietnam earlier, when you look at what Vietnam did. And here, we've been kind of self-policing each other, but if you were out over the weekend and I had to drive to a property that we're getting ready to sell, as I was driving north to Edmonds, uh, I'd slow down on I-5. It's the first time I had to slow down on I-5 because there was so much traffic. Ron, you and I were in Puyallup last weekend. It was bumper to bumper in Puyallup. So what we don't want to have happen here is what happened in San Francisco in 1918. And they had the virus cornered and figured out they thought, uh, which was the, uh, the flu at the time. And then in the fall, in the fall, because they stopped socially distancing themselves. Uh, they won the first round, but they lost the second round. And that's when we saw 20 to 40 million people worldwide uh, killed as a result of that. I, I think as, as, as we look for normalcy in our lives, I don't think the old normal will be our new normal anytime soon, but I do think we look for normalcy. That's why I'm announcing today, Ron, I'm going into training. 
just wanted to tell you, I was inspired by the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, he has gone into training. He doesn't know when he's going to play. The GOAT doesn't know when he's going to play. But guess what? Guess where the GOAT was? Training. The GOAT was at a city park. He didn't say, oh, training facility closed. GOAT can't practice. Or, 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 or the chef isn't there preparing a, a steak meal for myself and the Gronk right now at the team facility. And so, therefore, the GOAT's not going to practice. The GOAT was out in the park. The GOAT was out practicing. I bet the GOAT is out right now. So, anyway. I, I, I decided when I woke up this morning and I put my son through this. Uh, this is week this is week one, day one of O'Neill training camp. And what we're training for, I don't know. You got I don't know. You know what? I just I got my whistle. I'm ready to go. I just I I feel like I feel like, you know, the sense of normalcy for me is that I've always been training for something, whether it be for a marathon or a bike ride or a mountain climb or whatever. So I'm gonna I'm back into training today. I'm gonna drag him along with me, and then we'll decide. We'll How about decide this? Here at some point, what what we're gonna do with all this great training? But I I I I'm telling you, and I don't know if you can see it on me. I've added the COVID nineteen. I got oh, the nineteen, but I got the I I got a different nineteen going on here. I got a nineteen. I mean, I went to put my pants on yesterday. I was like, whoa. I'm right there with you. How about, Uh-oh. Because everyone, everyone, everyone is home baking, and then they're dropping it off at my house, and it's like, okay, no more pies, no more cakes, no more steaks. We're going into training. So, How about the COVID-19K? You'll do a, a triathlon, 19K. Something. we got to do something to at least have some normalcy in our lives. And I don't know if there will be uh, – normal again uh, anytime soon any final thoughts here on a uh, monday um it's confusing like I, I feel for all the people that are really having anxiety for their rent coming up right now uh that sucks uh, I, I wish i could give you a better plan but like keep keep your head up if you can as don always says and your shoulders back but work with work with your landlord figure out a plan um, it is, it is tough. If you are a frontline service worker and especially in the city of Seattle and, and environs, uh, it is, it's rough out there right now. Yeah. And, and don't expect the gospel truth from politicians cause we are in election year and you can see that many of these politicians have pivoted and then you have other politicians like the governor in, uh, Michigan. And she said, you know what? We rank number four right now as far as uh, COVID-19 deaths. And so everybody thought that she'd be a lock to BVP, but because some of the decisions that she's making to continue to apply the brakes here and not jump in like a lot of the other governors have, uh, they feel like her fate as far as being vice president is just not going to happen. So anyway. He's Ron, I'm Don. Reach out to us if you need us, if you want to jump on a call with us, a Zoom call. Uh, We are getting ready to bring properties uh, to market right now, and we're doing it a very, very safe way. Uh, And we're also uh, looking for properties for people right now. So if you need some help, reach out. Uh, Ron at windermere.com, Don O'Neill at windermere.com. We love you guys. You keep your head up, keep your shoulders back. We'll see you this week. Uh, and you might see me out in a park somewhere, a closed park, like the GOAT. So time out before we end this show. Are you yeah. the Brad Pitt of this situation, or are you the Tom Brady of this situation? I'm confused. <laughs>
You're the Brad, Brady, Tom, Pitt, whatever. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Episode 97. This was 96, only on the Ron Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.